This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Shall we begin? What do you know about the Sierra program? Reckless mystery men you guys send in when you can't officially send anyone else. The gray men. Lloyd. They got an urgent locate and destroy. That could be fun. The man's got some street cred. BFM 89.9, it is 7.38 and you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn and Sharmila. And today we are reviewing the latest action thriller film from Netflix, also reportedly one of their most expensive. Um, and that is The Grey Man, directed by Anthony and Joe Russo. Um, yeah, and starring a whole bunch of people, including Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Ana Diarmas. I was going to say a two-hander for our two-hander because Irene's not around. Mm -hmm. You know, I was very excited about this um, for a number of reasons, right? The coming together of Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling, uh, the Russo brothers doing something outside of the Marvel universe. But with Chris Evans. But with Chris Evans, but also with a very different Chris Evans. And that for me was very exciting. I've always felt that Chris Evans, much like... Chris Hemsworth, who's unexpectedly great at weird comedy. Chris Evans is unexpectedly great at being the bad guy. Um, and I think because of Cap, because he's also really good at being the really nice guy, we forget. And it's always fun when he does one of these outings, like Knives Out, for instance. And um, and so for those reasons, I was actually very excited. I will say that it didn't live up to my, I'm going to rewatch this 25 times and recommend this to everyone but it was entertaining while it lasted and it hit, I think, all the high points that I wanted it to hit. Yeah, so I'm going to say uh, right at the start that I don't think this can be benchmarked against, say, Mission Impossible, which I think really is a high watermark for action films. Um, you know, they, they look a certain way, they're slick, but they feel substantial and real. Um, the performances are good, the stories are good, that kind of thing, where that to me is the gold standard. I would rather compare this, I think, to other Netflix movies. And in that respect, it does very well, which I guess is damning with faint praise, depending on how you want to look at it. But I had a lot of fun watching this. It passed two hours very easily. Um, it is a pretty classic action thriller, spy, CIA, espionage kind of situation. And I think it helps if you know upfront um, that it's not going to do anything new with it. Because I think the key thing here is that a lot of these films, maybe because we have a lot of them, you kind of expect that there's going to be some new thing that they throw up um, about how various agencies operate, about what they do with rogue operatives, um, about who they call in to clean up the mess on aisle five. And it's helpful. <laughs> I think it's helpful if you know, um, and I expected it, so I, I didn't go in with that expectation. I think it's helpful if you know that it isn't necessarily going to reinvent the wheel. No, and in fact, it almost plays with the things you already know, right? Like, um, there's a reason why the movie doesn't really bother to set up for you 
who Chris Evans's character is or mm. you know what his motivations are there's a reason why uh, Ryan Gosling's character is just kind of very briefly introduced um essentially he's recruited from the prison system uh, to serve as a mercenary for the government right like that's that's and that's introduced to you within the space of what like a 3 minute scene with Billy Bob Thornton in a bad wig Thank you for bringing up the wig. So, I mean, because they straight up start with Billy Bob Thornton and that wig and Ryan Gosling looking much the same but blonder. And then they go 13 years later. And I'm like, all right, fine. Okay, this is where we're going. Uh, yeah, so I don't think... I expected this movie to do that and I going in with those expectations sets you on I think a, a much better time than you might have if you went in expecting this to be either heat which we spoke about yesterday mm. um or mission impossible um because also frankly very few of the plans here, once you examine them, feel innovative. Okay, so I will say that the high points really is the chemistry between the the two the two guys, right? The good guy and the bad guy. Um, and the action sequences, some of which were actually really great. And really just the over-the-top performances that both Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling put in. And I mean over-the-top in all the best ways. So you mentioned Ryan Gosling's character, um, who is, as you say, a mercenary who has been recruited by the CIA, who operates in the shadows, hence the grey man. And basically, the entire movie is is kicked off at breakneck speed by an event that takes place at the start, in which um, basically a mission goes awry. He uh, comes into possession of something that he wasn't meant to come into possession of, uh, that the higher-ups don't want him to have or know, and then he's on the run. And um, they then end up calling in Chris Evans's wonderful character, Lloyd, who is tasked <laughs> with getting Sierra Six or you know uh, Ryan Gosling back or wiping him out at all costs. So that's why it's a two-hander and that's why the chemistry is important because there are a number of other stories going on. Depending on how much mileage you have or bandwidth you carry for CIA stuff, whether you care about who is the boss or, or why it is that they do things or how America operates in other countries, um, there's stuff there for you if you'd like. But really, the, the main body of the film is in watching... Um, is in watching Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling trade jabs, both verbal and physical. Which is why I don't understand why the film thinks it needs to be more than that. Because really, mm. why have this cast of people who all seem to have these like shady motivations. I mean, you have Reggie Jean Page playing uh, the head of the CIA. You have Jessica Henwick playing his subordinate who's put in a tough position. Um, you have Billy Bob Thornton playing um, Sierra Six or Ryan Gosling's handler. Um, a bunch of things going on. Um, some actors do better with this than others. So Anna de Armas is great in her role. Um, she's a great foil to um, the the sort of the, the male energy without it turning to be just a, a damsel in distress sort. Alfre Woodard is great in uh, a, a small role, but a really effective one. But overall, I'm just like, it's enough, you know. It's enough to have these two guys going against each other with this like plot. You don't need to make more of this than it is. Um, and the fact that the fact that they try but don't really do it very well might be where the movie stumbles for me. 
So we're talking today about the Grey Man, which is fun, uh, but not without reservations, I think is basically the overall theme. Uh, let us know. It is out on Netflix. It stars Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Ana de Armas. Have you watched it yet? Do you plan to? What did you think? Uh, you can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Best Flipping Moments. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You hurt? I mean, my ego's a little bruised. They have something they really want. What's your gut? It's gonna be my funeral you're going to next. You wanna make an omelet? You gotta kill some people. You must be Lloyd. What gave it away? The trash dash. It just, it leans Lloyd. BFM 89.9, it is 7.47 and you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn and Sharmila. Uh, sadly missing our compatriot in action who doesn't like action, so he's really lucked out. But on, would have um, appreciated the trash dash line. Yes, yes, this is true. Although uh, generally has a very low tolerance for this sort of adrenaline machismo <laughs> stuff. Um, anyway... Not us. I, I actually really enjoy a good action movie, as I think you do as well. So today we're talking about The Grey Man and asking you, um, what do you think? Have you seen it yet? Do you plan to catch it? Uh, you can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. So um, going back to our conversation earlier about what works and what doesn't work, um, I enjoyed both Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans tremendously. Um, I also enjoyed Ana de Amas doing her... Um, be, just being such a watchable, charming, great action performer in general, which is something that she's coming to prove her mettle on time and time again. But um, with Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, though, the whole thing would fall apart if you don't like or believe or hate um, either or both of them. You you need to have those feelings, I think, in order for this movie to go anywhere with you. Yes, and, and I think they do a really great job bringing that to life right now. If you hate them as actors, then you may not really warm up to this film. But otherwise, these are two hugely charismatic actors um, who basically do a really good job taking on the roles they're supposed to do. And the film also, I think, recognises that because every scene that Ryan Gosling has on his own or um, that Chris Evans has on his own uh, they're great and they, the movie goes to a lot of lengths to kind of give them things to play with and great lines to say and great action to execute um, I will say special props to whoever who came up for this with the styling for Chris Evans because if ever you wanted to take a person who looked like Captain America and turn him into someone that you would want to run away from um, the way they dress him the moustache the, the the overly tight 80s print t-shirt polo t-shirts such a great choice I mean he looks good but he also looks off-putting I thought you were going to say run him over with that a too. car yes. because because his character definitely has that quality and he has that quality from the first time you see him on screen. I'm so glad you brought up the wardrobe because it was something I enjoyed from the start. I was like, look at this man and his lack of socks. And, <laughs> yes, and the, the lack of socks. It's it's a lot. Um, but so that um, is something that leads me to a point. I mean, I, I think maybe I enjoyed the movie more than you did. But um, my central criticism of it is that 
it's most effective for me in the small touches. Um, so in the little exchanges between the two of them, in the fact that you let Ryan Gosling be wry. And I think that he's actually a screen presence who does, an actor who does wry so very well. Um, the playing around with Chris Evans's styling and what it says about his character. These are all smaller touches, right? They're not necessarily the big things. Um, but that to me is what kind of powered the movie along. And when I compare that to the larger set pieces where planes and buses and trains and automobiles are going crash, boom, bang, <laughs> um, and I contrast that against the hand-to-hand -hand combat that we also see, for me, my preference um, across the board with this film lies in the smaller moments. And considering that it's going to be a, um, a whole franchise, the, the sequel's already been bought and paid for, um, you know, the spin-off as well, I'd like to see more of that. Um, I loved the the hand-to-hand, -hand, more intimate action scenes. Um, I also loved, actually, there were a number of chases. Um, I can't reveal what happens. A number of uh, very tense um, people in a house, someone outside waiting to see what happens. All of those scenes were executed beautifully. Um, you're right that it was in the larger scenes that I was... There's a, there's a plane. There's a scene there's a plane. where yeah, people the, want to leap mm. out of the plane. I will say that with all the money that's been poured into this, that scene, there are 90s films. Con Air does that scene better than this film. And I'm like, what is happening? Like both the CGI is terrible. The choreography of the whole thing is terrible. So again, it's that weird Netflix thing we see, right? Um, you said it's, it's one of the best Netflix films you've watched. And that's a kind of dodgy mark to me because... This like it's in gaps like these that again the the Netflixness of this movie comes through. But that said, one thing I loved is I mean this movie globe trots like no other. Like it's in like granted mostly in Europe, but you're in like a different city every like three minutes, and it's great because they're like car chases through like Croatia, people like leaping out of houses in different parts of London. I loved it. Um, the the look of the film is very slick, and I think that's a big part of what makes the movie enjoyable. So I have a question. It's a bit of a film nerd question, which is what do we expect the Russo brothers to do? Because um, they've proven themselves very capable of handling large movies, right? Um, basically, see all other Chris Evans collaborations. Um, you know, they, they know how to do the big world building action blockbuster stuff. Um, they've been proven to be able to do it. So when we see them take on something like this, um, which is really generic, and I mean that in, uh, I don't mean that in a bad way, I just mean that it fulfills every part of the genre, generic in that sense, because like you said, the globe trotting, um, even the somewhat old school way it flashes the city up everywhere you go, Prague, yes. Cyprus, Langley. I love that. Yeah, um, but it's very generic. Yeah. That That's what you see with action spy thrillers. It's a point that they make. Um, either that or you see it typed out if it's in wartime. <laughs> you see it kind of like da -da 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 -da, emerge over the screen like Abu Dhabi. Um, so yeah, you know, what do we expect from very capable um, directors of this sort when they tackle something that is very genre heavy? I keep thinking about how the first time many of us took notice of the Russo brothers was with Civil War, right? Mm. Um, sorry, is it with Civil War? Yes. The, the second Captain America, where we where Bucky's first introduced. Civil Winter War, Soldier. right? Winter, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, thank you. Uh, yeah, so with Winter Soldier. And the sort of 
70s spy thriller quality that the movie managed to have. And I feel like I feel like along the way, as they move towards bigger and bigger productions, they've lost some of that ground level tense qualities that they brought to that movie. Because um, that was the first time we saw an MCU film where we were like, wow, like it can actually embody genre in this very particular way. Um, and I think they try. Um, so one bugbear I have with Grey Man is um, they made a big fuss about introducing uh, Danush, who's a huge South Indian film star, um, primarily in Tamil films. Um, and they talked about how he's got this great character. And he kind of is great, but he kind of is also just a glorified, a glorified cameo. And I was wondering, in a different film, he could have been very different. But this movie just feels like it's trying to do way too much. Sharmila, uh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to correct you, but did you mispronounce Tamil? Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> to, to quote my dear friend, Chris Evans, Tamil star. <laughs> I, I struggled with that. I, I figured you would. I was um, hoping absolutely. that it was an intentional mispronunciation because otherwise I was judging him so hard. Yeah, so he did say it twice, uh, and it is a very Lloyd move. So I'm going to to assume that that's a character choice uh, to make. But yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And um, on that note about the movie doing too much, right? It actually gets at um, what to me is a central question, which is going back to this idea of it being a franchise, which it now is 100% guaranteed to be. Um, Ryan Gosling has already signed on to reprise the role. The Russo brothers are going to be doing it. The writers are the same. So it's it's definitely a thing now. They're building this world. What do we want the next one to be? Because I have actually um, some pretty firm thoughts about how I'd like it to develop. So I don't know because um, I don't know if I can talk about this without spoiling the film. So I'm just going to say the way this movie ends leaves me a little bit disappointed about what the next might be because I feel like it's not going to be more of what we saw here. But that said, Ryan Gosling is pretty great in that role. I'm hoping they bring back Danush, that would be cool. Um, I don't know whether they are just building up different characters that we can see through the franchise. I would watch the next one, I think, but I kind of feel like it's not going to be something I'm dying to come out. So um, I'm going to invoke Arvin again and say that th there was a film that we talked about um, with you present um, that we had both watched and you had not. And that is The Nice Guys, which ah, has yes. um, Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe. And I think that actually the character in um, Six in... Six in the Grey Man basically has shades, I think, of Ryan Gosling's character in The Nice Guys. Uh, that sort of wry, slightly sad, very funny quality. And, and I really enjoy that in this role of a butt kicker extraordinaire, right? Somebody who, when he moves, is so slick and lovely to watch. Um, but when he speaks, is sort of very funny and, um, and a little bit down. Yeah, downbeat. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so because of that, and because of the Russo Brothers' comedy credentials, I know I want it to be an action comedy. I don't think it's where they're going to go. I feel like the... Um, whatever laughs you get out of The Grey Man might be the pinnacle of what you get in the franchise or it might just stay at that level. I personally would like it to be funnier, mostly because um, Ryan Gosling has great capacity for comedy. Ana de Armas has great capacity mm. for comedy. So yeah, I, you know, I, I would prefer to see more of that and uh, less uh, overacting bad guys. 
Well, I have since watched The Nice Guys and I highly recommend it if you haven't watched it. Uh, but no, and, and in fact, there are parts of this movie, right, which straight up feel like they could be from an action comedy. Um, and I would have loved to see more of that even in this film. I think... The closest I'd come to recommending this film to anyone is that it's actually a great... Lord. Well, no, I don't mean that in a bad way. I think what I meant to say is that it's the kind of movie that is solidly made to be watched at home on Netflix. Yes. Um, and it's a great weekend watch. I don't know whether I would tell somebody in this day and age where tickets cost up to 20 ringgit uh, that you must watch this in the cinema. But at home on a weekend, perfectly great watch. Maybe that's what the head adjustment is. Mm. As in, you know, the the sort of mental adjustment that needs to be made as to why... I mean, lots of people are really enjoying The Grey Man. There's a reason why Netflix has greenlit, right? Clearly, audiences are responding to it. Critics, on the other hand, have been more critical. An adjustment to what a really huge made-for-TV blockbuster could look like, um, which actually was not something I considered. Yeah, because we're used to seeing action thrillers for the large screen. But I think mm. we're moving into the age where that's no longer the case. So, we're talking today about The Grey Man, uh, which was directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, and it was written by Joe Russo, Christopher Marcus, and Stephen McFeely, who are also going to be taking on the the next installments of this world, starring Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Anna de Armas. Uh, let us know, have you watched it? Did you like it? WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.